Welcome back to the Anything Goes with the Jackson Neal podcast. On this week's episode, musician Nick Hakim joins the show to discuss his latest album, Green Twins, which is out now. Here's my conversation with him. When did you first begin to think about the concept of this album, Green Twins? Mm, I'd say that, yeah, probably when I started moving. When I, ah, sorry. I started thinking about that uh, when I moved to New York mm-hmm. in 2013. How did moving change your view on everything? I mean, I think when I moved to to the city, like I, how did it change things? I mean, it it, it kind of, you know, I had to figure out a lot of. How, how, like, I to, my main thing was like I had to figure out like work, and so my time was really spent to like make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't. So like I would. You know, I would have a lot of time um, doing things that I, you know, that I didn't necessarily come, move to New York to do. But I, at the same time, like I kind of came to New York um, to, yeah, to be close to my like my bandmates and to be close to like like some friends that had moved here from Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of like it shifted like it just kind of felt like a new like a fresh like like start but it was like it was like kind of like i kind of like threw myself like in a pretty like <laughs> in like a in like a whirlpool <laughs> like i kind trying to like not get sucked in to like i don't know i i think that there are many it was it was pretty hard to figure out but i, I guess i kind of managed to figure it out but yeah, it's a it's definitely affected my my like my writing because I you know I didn't have a lot of time to record. I was always like writing and stuff, but I didn't have a lot of time to like record. Or and then I gradually, as I longer I lived in New York, like the, the more jobs I kind of quit, and then I would get another job, and then I would, so I don't know, it was just kind of stressful. But it was mm-hmm. it's been it's been good. Um, getting paying, to your paying the dues. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. I'm sorry. What no, did you say? No problem. Uh, in your own words, how would you describe this project, Green Twins? Oh man, it's um, it's for me, it was somewhat like experimental mm-hmm. uh, in the process because it was like <clears throat> I I I've always made like demos in my room, but or like at home and stuff with that, with the like idea of, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but there's like, there's, it's experimental. It's, uh, in the sense of like how I, um, approached like, like beat making and actually like trying to commit to certain, um, qualities of I don't, know. <laughs> um, I don't know man it's a it's a it was a it's just a mashup of a bunch of my ideas I don't know it's, um it's it's yeah I've seen that you've I, had, I'm sorry I'm not, yeah. no problem uh I've heard that you've had a variety of musical influences your parents were involved with uh, South American folk yeah. music your brother with DC punk scene how were you able to blend yeah. all of these into your own style? Well, it was, 
what's interesting is I kind of, it's just stuff that I was exposed to, you know? So it was like, it's stuff that I'm just like aware of and that I, you know, was just around growing up. I mean, we all have siblings or something that, like anybody that has like an older sibling knows like the impact sometimes that like your older sibling has on like your taste of music. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, so that was a big thing in the house. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, I, I don't really know. I just, it just kind of happens, I guess. But it's all like, it's also like, I'm not directly like, um, I'm not like <coughs> putting uh, specific influences from these types of things that I grew up listening to into my music. I guess maybe I am subconsciously, but I don't know. I don't really look at it like that. I just kind of like, am listening to music and, and kind of like experimenting with with um, songwriting. Have you continued to listen to those same kinds of music to this day? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier when you were at uh, Berkeley, you had this two-part project that dealt a lot with isolation. There, but this one, this new one, seems to, there seems to be more energy. What changed between those two projects? Uh, it's different. It's a completely different person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's kind of the whole... And also, you know, the desire also. This kind of is also tying into, like, you know, some of your earlier questions. Like, um, you know, there's, like, that desire to, or that kind of... Uh, that, that thing inside me that was like trying to push myself or trying to just like explore and this and this is why i say experimenters obviously it's not like experimental like noise but for me it was like you know i was kind of using new tools uh new like pieces of gear new like just like uh you know i had i was in a completely new city like so that had a lot of effect on 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 like my energy and my my you know the way I was looking at the way I was looking at music and the way I was like even certain things I was listening to mm-hmm. um, the f- previous the first EPs like yeah I I, you know, I, I didn't have any real um, I you know when I was making it I, I had no clue like what this all like I I mean maybe I, I knew in my head that maybe people would hear it, but I didn't really, when I was making it, like I was just kind of, it was a very like, you know, I just, I was writing these songs without any real like knowledge about how music like gets put out there. You know, I was just kind of like, I'm just going to experiment with making this record. And I also think that after I put out those EPs, like I was like, (coughs) I was like, that doesn't really represent like, where I am currently musically so I mean it does obviously it represents me as like as a person and like where I was because it's like a phase of time that I that I spent working on that on that music and but like yeah I was just in a very different place I think like Mm -hmm. actually a little older um you mentioned were you surprised by the by this positive reception that your music has gotten a little bit yeah I, I'm I think like I've <coughs> I'm yeah, a little bit, man. I, I think I have uh obviously I, I don't you know, I, I, I you know, I want people to respond well to it but also like I, I know that I just wasn't really 
um, I wasn't really expecting this. Like, I mean, it's, it's man, there's just a lot of people like uh, resonated with it. I think, and I'm just, I'm just glad that I'm just gonna continue to keep making the other things. You know? And who knows? I mean, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how has that uh, great reception uh, changed the way, like, influenced the way that you make your music now? I don't, I don't, I don't think it does. I think it is. I try to not let that have any. I try not to let that impact my like my mm-hmm. little bubble when I write. All right. Yeah, I just kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I think I. At your time at um, Berkeley College, you studied music therapy. Uh, what was that yeah, like? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I was I only took like I only took like the entry level classes. What I ended up. Um, I ended up volunteering with a bunch of music therapy students every Monday at this uh, detention center mm-hmm. uh, uh, for a year. Every Monday for a year, I would go to this. Uh, I would go to this uh, this place with and work with a bunch of teenagers, young teenage um, young men, uh, like from like fourteen to eighteen, and we would. You know, there was it was more just like about our like consistent like presence there, more so than it like you know, and yeah, just listening to them and letting them express themselves. I think is I don't know, music is very therapeutic, and just giving them that kind of outlet, I guess, was like the whole premise of what I learned from you know. And there's so many different forms of like music therapy, and that's one one of the main things that I took from you know. And there's a lot of there were a lot of really. Uh, really cool like students and teachers that were like developing their own methods and their own like practices rather I mean it was it was really 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 cool that was one of my favorite things that I was involved in when I was in when I was in school is is what you learned (coughs) there about music therapy does that influence the sound of your music currently I think like I don't know I mean there's like records like um (laughs) <laughs> like ambient records that kind of remind me a little bit of like some form of like music therapy if you will like things that you just put on and that relax you like like music for airports by like Brian Eno is like a good example of something like that um, like I kind of like when I listen to something like that I'm like okay that's pretty like therapeutic and kind of nice and actually Brian Eno has like this app <laughs> called Bloom. It's uh, it's on like I have it on my iPhone, and it's like it's like um, basically you just like press the screen and it like it's like it's like these ambient like like drones of like different notes that sound really relaxing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that with with that being said, um, yeah, like there are things about. I mean, maybe not for this record. Maybe I didn't really think about it that much, but I definitely like know the impact and the tricks that you could maybe put in your music that like, you know, like things. And also like, yeah, and there's like the whole aspect of when you're mixing something, making things sounding like not like making things, like getting like harshness, like the sounds. I work with a really great uh, mixing engineer. Um, his name is Andrew Sarlo, and I've learned a lot from him throughout the years and um yeah he has this really great 
method of like you know kind of cleaning up like sounds within like the frequencies and that that also believe it or not i think that sometimes has a big impact on like how people um when people listen to something like if it's it's like pleasing on the ears you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i've had some i've heard so many different recordings there's like some really 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 like harshly mixed like kind of just like like some of the frequencies are just like like i snap sorry uh (laughs) but yeah so um do you hope that um, i need to not i'm sorry what do you hope that your music is therapeutic for your listeners yeah i mean I, i you know i kind of Man, with when I have when I do have listeners like like listeners of mine, like I mean, the only thing I can really do is just like I, I don't try to like I just yeah m- maybe man I think so I think that definitely I think that's what music I think that's like what a lot of music is for people you know I think it's uh, for me at least like you know I listen to things that I connect with and I think that and it's like you're yeah, it's a serious form of therapy, you know, of like, just like, uh, just like helping, you know, it, like, it affects your mood, it affects your, I don't know, it's so interesting, like, how music can impact, you know, people's, like, <laughs> amazing, how it all kind of circles around mm-hmm. all of our lives, like, you know, so, like, there's always, I feel like everybody, everybody, even if it's, like, the grumpiest, old, old, like, salty person in, in the world, you know, could have probably has like a song that they listen to that they really love. You know, mm-hmm. it's crazy, and I think like yeah, I think I have, I I can, <coughs> I, yeah, I definitely would. You know, there's I, I just I don't really have any like um, expectation of what people, of, you know, of like the listener. You know, I just kind of make these songs, and this is just how I feel, and people have seemed to receive them in, in that way though which is been nice mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's always like intentional it's not like i'm gonna make a song for my listeners to you know have like so that they can connect with it it's just like i just write these tunes and yeah they kind of just resonate with whoever wants to you know listen and spend time with the music definitely um i want to touch back to uh, green twins as we're wrapping this up the cover depicts an eye staring at itself in a mirror. What is the message behind yeah. this? So, Keith Rankin uh, drew this image. He's the guy that designed the album art. <coughs> and he actually, I created a, a, a mood board and we had a series of like conversations. And that's what he, uh, that's what he sent me. He sent me a sketch of this image of like an eye looking into... And I think it's, it's, it says it can have whatever, I think what's cool about it is I think it, or what it was interesting to me about why I chose to use this image is because I feel like it could directly, it could like have like a real direct like meaning, but it also, I don't know, it's kind of open for interpretation. And I think like, obviously, like when you, when you look at a mirror or it's kind of like, like the rawest, like like just the eyeball kind of looking at itself and kind of reflecting mm-hmm. on uh, like some kind of internal I think it, for me what it represents is like internal like like a uh, internal um 
kind of <clears throat> what's the word internal um Jesus it's just on the tip of my tongue it's like internal and internal like looking inwards you know what I mean like mm-hmm. looking at yourself and yeah and I don't know and that kind of represented a little bit of what some of these the topics also it's a really surreal like setting Mm-hmm. It's a very surreal kind of image, so and and I I felt like it was also appropriate because a lot of the songs uh, talk about like dreams, like that world, the the subconscious world that you know we sometimes remember when we wake up and that we some most of the time don't, um, but there's stuff going on in our heads all the time, you know, while we're sleeping. So I think like that also had a big influence. Um, <coughs> on like why we chose to do this, why well, we chose to use this image. <coughs> following Sorry. this, no problem. Following this release, what are some of your plans? Do you have a tour? Yeah, I'm going. We're touring in October, November. October, we're doing the U.S. tour. Uh, November, we're touring uh, Europe, and then we have some. We have some like festivals around then that we're playing and. I'm, honestly, I'm just going to be between here, New York, and uh, and Los Angeles this summer, and like, actually, might go visit my family in DC, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I got going on. A big thank you to Nick for coming on the show. It was a pleasure to be able to talk with him. Remember to go check out his album Green Twins out now on all your favorite streaming platforms. Remember to subscribe to the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast featuring the interviews from the radio show that airs weekly on 107.9 FM. You can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. In the same podcast feed is the Jackson Neal podcast where I update that often throughout the week talking about the latest sports issues. Follow me on Twitter at JacksonNeal20 to catch out who will be joining me on this show. I update that regularly throughout the week. A big thank you for listening, and I'll see you all next week right back here on Anything Goes with Jackson Neal.